I'm Devin Leonardi, and this is the Doing Business As podcast with our guest, Lorenzo Flores, here in the VentureX downtown Orlando studio. So this is the DBA podcast. My name is Devin Leonardi. I'm the host here. And today we're doing business as Lorenzo Flores. Uh, he is a leader of people, top 10 podcast host uh, with, with Apple, an author, and just all around good guy. Uh, so thanks for being on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited for this. One of the big things that you talk about in your book uh, are those three pillars of success. Tell us about those pillars. Yep. Vision, clarity, and support. Yes. Uh, something that over time as a retail leader, uh, I kind of learned lessons and figured things out and, and then saw kind of like what did I believe as a leader were the most important things when it comes to leading people. And uh, over time, as I started to write them down and actually had a, a friend of mine kind of point them out, you know, as, as she saw, she was asking me like, so how did you, why did you do it this way? Why did you do it that way? Why is this thing important to you? And as I was talking to her about it, it just kind of came out that way. I was like, well, it's like, you know, it's really about vision. Like do people understand? Understand why they're doing what they're doing, and they realize like how their part plays into the bigger picture. I was like, and then it's kind of about clarity. It's like, do they understand what they expected of them? Mm-hmm. And then as a leader, do they understand what they should expect from a leader? Uh, and then support, like, do they feel supported, and are they getting the support that they need versus just being told that they could have support? And so as I was telling her this, she was jotting it down, <laughs> and she goes, "That's really good. Like, those are like pillars of who you are." And that's really what started, you know, probably seven or eight years ago when it, when it kind of came down to writing that down and then from there of course it went into the book and Mm -hmm. and it allowed me to expand upon stories and examples of what i lived through that really solidified those things for me yeah that's that's awesome you know i think i have a ton of respect for someone who can sit down and write more than four sentences (laughs) uh because i am like i'm one of those people like i have to handwrite everything because i i just need that tactile uh nature and so i i love reading and I, I love doing all of that. And so your book to me has been fairly inspirational in the way that I do things here. Uh, you know, at VentureX, I'm the general manager here and I've got some employees and some people that I have to manage on a daily basis. And so I really look towards that support side of things and how do I give our members support? How do I give uh, the, the community around here support, even if they're not members, that they come in for a meeting or things like that. And so your book has kind of helped me a lot with that. And one of the big things in support as all of these these three things kind of work together mm-hmm. they're you know kind, kind of congruous in, in the way that they come together uh, and clarity is is a huge part of that how do you see the benefits to setting clarity and when does that actually happen when do you actually see those benefits in setting clarity with people well I think it starts right away you know what I mean I, I think many times especially when you're a leader of people you know if, if you're your own business and an entrepreneur then you kind of have your own value structure Um, what you believe, what you believe that you offer as a service or as a business or as a product. And so you kind of have these things that when you're the the decision maker and it's your own business, you can talk to somebody and you're you're really looking to align like, do they believe in what you believe? right, which is the value pieces and those types of things. When you work for a larger organization, you kind of have this framework of what the organization expects from the work that needs to get done. So then what you look for are 
do I share values with this person in regards to like, can I communicate with them? Can I trust them? Right. You know, are they going to steal from me? Like, these are all the things that you're looking at. And then, and, and once you're past that, once you've realized, okay, like they pass the mustard mm-hmm. on what I want from somebody who can understand what we're looking to accomplish here, clarity is the next thing and it happens immediately. Because again, if you're going to hire somebody um, or bring them into an organization, it's like, this is what I expect of this job. Beyond the job description, beyond here's what I'm looking for. Can you do this? Yes, I have experience. My resume says that. Okay, now let's talk about what that looks like here. Let's talk about what your day would look like. Let's talk about, as your leader, how I would follow up with you to make sure that the work is getting done. Let's talk about what you need from me as a leader. How do you like to be led? How do you like to learn? So like that clarity piece for me is gigantic. Um, If you're looking to build a culture and an environment where people show up every day and they're not wondering like, man, I wonder if Devin's happy with me today or not, or I wonder mm-hmm. if this is how Devin wants to do things. Like that's been laid out at the very beginning. Right. So now when we have dialogue and conversation, we can better understand like, are you not able to do it? Um, or is there something else that's there that I need to work with you on? And that's really the support piece there. So uh, clarity is gigantic. A lot, of, a lot of times leaders fall into that and they feel like, well, clarity is me just being clear. Devin, do the best work you can do better than everybody else, get it done on time, and then don't complain about work, right? And like that's that's about as much clarity as some people get. Yeah. Um, and then you have this environment now where people are always second guessing, they're questioning, they're not sure, and that's what leads down the path of kind of destructive culture, where then you realize, oh my gosh, people actually don't know what I really need for them to go do. Right, yeah. No, I, that's invaluable, <laughs> absolutely. And I think that, that part of setting that clarity comes with communicating your vision fully, mm-hmm. right? And so I've kind of like gone backwards through the, the steps in all of this. <laughs> sure. uh, but I think that, you know, setting vision and understanding it for yourself and mm-hmm. portraying it to other people fully in a way that's, you know, conducive mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. is hugely important. Uh, so how do you get others to gravitate towards that vision? How do you set it for yourself? And then how do you get others to gravitate towards it? I, I think it's, um, I think... Setting it for yourself is is taking the time to really consider like how does what you're doing uh, from a career standpoint or an organization you work for like how does that align with what you're trying to accomplish in life, and like are you able to spend the day doing what you really love to do most? And, mm-hmm. and if that's the if the answer is yes, then you are at least pretty much self you know self settled in what is this that we're doing? What's the why behind it? Well, right. the why is that I'm doing what I love to do. I really enjoy this. And the company that I'm doing it with allows me to do it, you know, kind of in my way mm-hmm. and, and in that in that space. When it comes to getting other people to understand the vision, I'm a much bigger believer in kind of the ask model mm-hmm. of I would say, okay, Devin, so here we are at VentureX. You know, it's a community workspace. There's a lot of things that we have going on here. Tell me why do you think we have this? Why, mm-hmm. why, why do you think we exist? Who, who is it that we're looking to work with here? Who, who do we want to come to our building? Yeah. And, and, and allowing the person to walk you through their perception of why you exist mm-hmm. is super helpful in whether or not you can understand, like, do they get it? Or are they just looking for a job? Do they really understand what's going on here? If they haven't taken the time to consider the role they're looking for or the company they're coming to or what happens, that's a lot of work that you got to do. Oh, yeah. Because now as a leader, you got to convince them on this is the why we exist mm-hmm. versus hearing from them, letting them tell you, and then you get to validate and say, actually, that's exactly why we exist. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a little bit more insight. Let me tell you a little bit more. You're, you're spot on about the community and about small businesses and people that are looking to grow and like the, you know our way of 
creating an experience and environment for them to feel comfortable, to, to have a network, to have a place to go. And then you get to layer into, and then like as an example of how we support them in a way they're not sure of yet, we've built a podcast studio at right. right? And we know that over time, they will see the value here and how they can leverage that for their businesses, yeah. but they might not catch that right away. But we know that this is a big part of the future of branding. Yeah. You know, so like, so like you can walk them through these pieces, but hearing from other people on what they think right away is super helpful in helping them get to the point of the vision in a much shorter window. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, one of the things that I tried to do when I came on here uh, is to really set a culture, mm-hmm. right? Set a culture among my staff, set a culture among, you know, just the people that come in and their expectations of what this space is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we started working with a lot of tech companies. We started working with a lot of different companies, not mm-hmm. just tech, uh, you know, real estate agents and, you know, uh, everything, fintech, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, and it ended up being something where I would, you know, people would come in and I'd ask them, well, what do you think of the space? Mm-hmm. You know, the first question I'd ask was that. Instead of, you know, you know going through giving a tour <laughs> and saying, uh, yeah, what do you think of the space? No, you start, what do you th- what's your first impression? Mm-hmm. What's your first impression that you get out of this? And it makes it so much easier to handle objections when you know what someone is thinking, yep. right? When you know right off the bat what their perception is of the space and what it is and what we do. Uh, so this whole thing with, you know, creating a podcast studio, creating a training room that people can use, uh, doing all of these things, creating just a lounge upstairs, mm-hmm. answering the call for people who you know, ask for something mm-hmm. is huge. Giving yeah. them that support, right? Uh, so that's my, my next, <laughs> my segue, uh, is you talk a lot about support and how you support people, right? You, you, and th- that's a sensitive subject. That's, it's a hard thing to, it's a hard line to walk, mm-hmm. right? Is people can take one thing one way or another and there you have zero control over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do, you, how do you support people? I'm, what's your method? Yeah, well, I think it's like what you said earlier, is like the, these three pillars kind of actually work together and they work in order. Order, right, mm-hmm. and, and if you've gone through aligning with people so they understand why we exist and what we're looking to accomplish, you talk about what's expected of them and what they should expect from you. Now you can live in this space of support, where as a leader you're you're conscious of two things: like what are they actually asking for, and and is that something that's going to help them achieve what they're looking to accomplish? And then your job is to move some of those hurdles away to give them that. And then also more importantly, what are you observing that you know that they need? Because as their leader, that's kind of the expectation of leadership. Right. Is that you're attuned enough to realize what it is they may need, even if they don't see it themselves. Because if if everybody was self-aware, and if everybody knew exactly what they needed, you wouldn't have any problems. They would just come and tell you. They'd be like, Devin, this is what I need. Here you go. Great. Fantastic. You're good to go. Most of the time, that's not the case. uh, Because they're also learning, and they're growing as well. So so for me, it's, it's less about saying things like, hey, I'm here if you need anything. Hey, is there, is there anything I can do for you? Yes, you should say that. Yes, it matters. Yes, you will get some things that are helpful. What matters most is that I'm attuned to what you're doing, that, that I can see the work that you're having, that we have a relationship and communication, that I'm constantly checking in with you to then say, you know what, like, Devin's doing a really great job with this, but I can see that he may be struggling with this element of this. Maybe it's the piece around clarity, let's use the example, right? Um, what can I do for him that would help him with the better messaging around clarity with the people that work here, right? Now I can say, hey, you know what? Let's, Devin, maybe we should pull everybody together. What do you think? Like, what, 
when it, th- when it comes to the expectations of how we measure success here, right, at VentureX, if this is the thing that we know is the thing that matters the most to us, does everybody actually know that? If I go and ask every one of them and say, like, what do you think is the number, if there's only one thing that we can measure to say whether or not we're successful, what do you think that is? If everybody has the same answer, we've been really clear. Mm-hmm. If we haven't achieved the answer, we need some different type of support, right? right. And, and that's kind of where support comes in is you have to see, like, if everybody knows what it is, but they don't know how to do it, that's where leaders can step in and say, let me show you how to do that. If I got to be the one who shows you how to do tours, I'll show you how to do tours. If I'm the one who is able to build a network with the people that work here and say, hey, I, I see you all the time. Tom, you're enjoying it. That's awesome. You know, have you had a chance to let any of your friends or family know that we have some additional spaces here at VentureX? Right? Like things like that. And then Tom brings a couple people in. And here we are. Like, that's the type of ways that I look at when it comes to supporting that is more than just tell me if you need anything. Right. Yeah. Now, once again, invaluable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that, you know, there's a lot to the book and a lot to all of that and a lot to leadership. And now that we know a little bit more about that, I want to know more about you. I want to know more about, you know, your daily life and how maybe some of the book has bled into that and has, you know, kind of led to some of your successes. You know, Uh, not everybody gets to be a top 10, (laughs) you know, Apple podcaster. It it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, You know, not everybody gets to kind of pursue their own creativity and, and do all that. And it sounds like some of this has kind of led to that. So, Tell me what you're doing on the side. Tell me what you're up to, man. We, we all want to hear. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, I've had a, a career in retail leadership, right? And, and, and I love it because it's like every day is the same, but it's also different. Right. And you get to deal with uh, people in the public and you get to see people in different walks of life and you get to see them in different parts of their journey. And, and my belief in leadership is that you are personally accountable for the development of your people. And the nice thing about retail leadership is that you've always got people and, and, and you know, they, they move in, they move out, they get promoted, they try different things, um, but there's always something going on where you can help people become a better version of themselves. Right. So that's what really keeps me in the core of that type of a career. Um, in regards to how it plays out with like the podcasting and the books and all of that, a lot of people ask, like, so if you had to give me advice on a podcast, what would, my, what would your advice be or what should I do? And I'm always like, it, what I've learned is a balance of two things. What you really know a lot about, and, and okay, you're a subject matter expert, and what you love to do. Mm-hmm. Because those things can be two different things, yeah. right? I, I, I know people that have gone to school and they are the most amazing computer programmers or engineers or whatever, but they actually don't like to do it. Yeah. But they're just <laughs> really, really good at it, you know? And so they spend every other minute not doing that, doing something else that they actually really love to do. Um, so when it comes to podcasting, that type of thing, the balance of those two things is my advice kind of in life in general. Find what it is that you have a natural tendency and that you're good at and that you love to do. If you can mix those two things together in any aspect, whether it's a business or a job uh, or a hobby or a side hustle, you'd be surprised how hard you will push and how much you will commit to get it done. You know, uh, when we started the podcast just about three years ago, you know, it was a spinoff of my my own podcast, you know, and as you were kind of talking, like, I love 90s era hip hop. Uh, I was a vinyl DJ. Um, I'm into things like MMA. Um, I love to talk to people about things that I don't know about. And so my initial podcast was that, was just talking to people that were friends of mine about stuff that I really enjoyed talking about. Right. A lot of people asked me about leadership. They were like, you should talk about leadership. We've known you as a leader for so long. I did a couple of episodes with Chris, you know, my, my, my host is 
He just asked me questions and I answered them. Mm-hmm. Those became the most popular episodes. <laughs> a little bit of my ego was hurt. I'm like, why don't they want to hear me talk about Wu-Tang and Nas and Jay-Z? <laughs> They'd rather talk to me about leadership, right? But we realized there was a need for that. There was a need for this um, unfiltered, unscripted conversation dialogue about things that matter in leadership. And, and we didn't really see that out there. Mm-hmm. And so we just started doing it. But because Chris and I have this passion for it, because we were like, we think people need this. And then, like I said, the first day we had our 12 downloads, right? <laughs> but people started to do reviews. And the messages that we got were like, this is amazing. I've sent this to my friends. I wish every leader had to hear this. We realized we kind of hit a nerve. Yeah. And so we just kept going. But because it was a balance of something we know a lot about because we've based our careers in it, and we enjoy podcasting and talking, it, it ended up working out well. And and here we are, like I said, almost three years later um, with, with a lot of listeners, a lot of downloads, and, and really like a lot of responsibility now to continue to deliver upon helping people work through things in leadership, uh, especially in unique situations like we are with the pandemic and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, talk about unique situations. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, you know, during all of this, the pandemic, speaking of which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody has their passions and, and those things that they want to pursue uh, and those things they want to go after. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for me personally, I love photography, mm-hmm. right? During, during the day, I'm a general manager of a really cool downtown office space in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the days on the weekend, I take photos of everything. <laughs> uh, and that's that's just how I am. I I don't necessarily always share those photos. They're they're mostly for me. Sure. You know, I, I do it because I love to do it. What's one of those things you love to do? Uh, uh, well, uh, you almost feel bad if I don't say I got two beautiful little girls at home and I have my family, <laughs> which is awesome, right? And I spend a lot of time with them. But they're also really young, so they go to bed at like 730. Uh, perfect. So <laughs> I got some time, right? I got time after they go to bed and before they get up in the morning. Um, I will tell you, uh, I, I've, I'm always trying to find something, again, that balances my love of what I really, really enjoy and sometimes challenges me to learn something new. Um, so what I've been working on now for about the last year and a half um, is actually a hip-hop detective crime novel. All uh, right. That I've, been, <laughs> that I've been writing and working on and researching. I don't know if you can tell uh, by my face, yeah, but I'm surprised. It is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's about, it's, it's, you know, it's a detective story, but it's about, it, it incorporates hip-hop lyrics. And uh, it's, again, just a passion. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm playing with it. I don't draw, so I'm, I'm actually, like, working with some artists to try to figure out what I want to do and how I want to do it. Sure. But, but that's just something that I, that I enjoy. And, again, it's just it's a creative outlet for me, right? Similar to your like, photography, that type of thing. It's right. like you want to find the things that you really enjoy. I love hip-hop. I love research. I love storytelling. Um, I love the graphics. I'm a, comic back, I'm a comic book fan. So, like, all this made sense to me, and I felt like I had this unique perspective uh, because of my nerdiness of hip-hop where this could all make sense, and it would come across as a pretty cool story. So, um, yeah, so I'm always looking for something to just kind of soak into. But I, I will tell you this, though. I'm also a big, huge fan of doing research. Right. So, like, before I got into podcasting, it was nine months right. of listening to podcasts, looking at things, figuring out a logo, deciding what I wanted the format to be. Like, I spent a lot of time doing that, you know, uh, before I did this graphic. Like I said, it's been a year and a half. Yeah. And I'm just now almost done with writing it. But, like, the writing portion has only been about the last three months. Oh, wow. Um, I've been watching YouTube videos and buying graphic novels <laughs> and watching different – like, it's just that's what I do because if I want – if I'm going to do it, I not only want to do a good job, but I also want to pay homage to those that have done it before me. Sure. Yeah. So I feel like if I'm going to get in somebody's lane, 
I want to make sure that that they see it and they would respect it. Yeah, you want to immerse yourself absolutely in all of it. Yeah, and I I think that that is maybe one of the most valuable things that you could learn as as a leader, mm-hmm. right? Is to immerse yourself in those things that one maybe you aren't totally comfortable with, yep. and two that you want to know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. and three that you need to know for your people, absolutely right. Uh, and so immersing yourself in those things makes you a better leader in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, one of the things that I learned about myself is I am good at sales. Mm-hmm. I, I always have been. It's just been kind of came natural to me to mm-hmm. be able to sell. Do I like it? No, I don't like it, but I immerse myself in it. I, you know, kind of took some some keys. I got recruited by a sales, a mm-hmm. big, you know, tech company to to do some sales, and then I turned that into an, another career step and ran a tech company for a while after that. And that's where I found my my true passion mm-hmm. for for running companies. Yeah. You know, I, so it's mm-hmm. one of those things that I just like to do. Uh, and so I've kind of now gone from tech company to a place where tech companies live, and I get to. <laughs> To, you know, help all of these other companies kind of grow mm-hmm. and, and, and thrive. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's more valuable than anything else. And so immersing yourself in, in all of those things has kind of led me down this path, uh, which is great. It's really interesting to hear your story, right? To start off from this this business side <laughs> of things and to move all the way down to your passion projects, yeah. right? And to learn about how they've kind of, you know, developed you as a person mm-hmm. uh, and kind of uh, set you up for success in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess what that boils down to is is you can be a top 10 Apple podcaster, you can be an author, you can be a graphic novelist, you can be a dad, you can do all of these different things and be a major success in doing all of it. Um, so I got to say thanks. Absolutely. You know, I, I got to say thanks for you being here. We, we like to keep these episodes short. Yeah. You don't want to go too long. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming in. And it's been a pleasure to, to do business as Lorenzo Flores. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.